0: This is part two of my interview with Andrea Tomey on Heels in the Field baseball talk with Jessica Crowley. Enjoy. Um so you can be honest here or not. Yeah. Totally up to you. Well, I'm pretty well, honest. What was it what was it like in Philly for you? Honestly, I, I
1: loved Philly. Yeah. I don't I, it's I we lived about an hour north of the city. Yeah, Lila was a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I had her nine days after Jim mm-hmm. signed that contract. When mm-hmm. We were in Philly, um, so that came pretty quick. I was house hunting with a four week old mm-hmm. um, while Jim was in, sp- in spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Bought our house without him ever seeing it, <laughs> and had to give him directions from the airport when he landed from spring training.
0: Wow. <laughs> so
1: it was that mm-hmm. was sort of a blur. Yeah. You know that early time. And then the only the the part that colored our early experience there that was tough was that my mother in law got diagnosed with lung cancer when we were there, and and then ultimately ended up passing away. And that was mm-hmm. you know so that was on the personal side for us. I think Jim was really struggling with that, not really publicly as much, but privately it was a really difficult time for him. Um, but but as far as the team and the organization, I love the Phillies and I love the work they do for ALS and yeah. I felt very yeah. connected to the people in the organization there
0: um so my big memory of uh, I mean I have many memories you know I'm a Phillies fan right I grew up in I, Philly I love that <laughs> <laughs> so am I uh yeah you know I um I didn't used to talk about it as a reporter and then just as my life changed in my career and so I'm more open now but uh what I remember, um, so well, and I, it almost made, you know, I have to tell you, I played the video again earlier because, and I started to get really weepy the 400th hit. Oh yeah. When, um, the one where (laughs) where you spun around and, oh, I just, that is just emblazoned in my mind. Um, that it. was the
1: coolest weekend because all oh. my family had come in for the first time
0: from yeah. Michigan. Yeah.
1: My cousins and everybody, my parents were there, Jim. It was, it was amazing. Right. It was such a cool moment.
0: Um, what, um, I mean, outside of that, what for you stands out in your experience in Philadelphia and, and just Jim playing for the team?
1: I love the Phillies are such a family-oriented organization Mm -hmm. you know just I love I have pictures I was actually just looking through because we're preparing for Lila's high school graduation which is crazy (laughs) I was looking through pictures of her and pictures of her holding her you know Jim's hand while she's running the bases like at a family Mm -hmm. day in Philly Mm -hmm. and that's that's just what I think of when I think of that time and and the front office people like you know Debbie Nocito and um, Greg and, and all the everybody in, in Philly is just so they really love you if 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 you're a friend of theirs they will have your back to the end mm-hmm. and they were they were there for him for Hall of Fame weekend in in, yeah. in, in a huge way and yeah. Um, yeah. I just, very fond memories. Loved living up in Bucks County. It's such yeah, a beautiful area. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and loved going back. And then the second time we lived in in, in the old city, like sort of near the Liberty Bell. And mm-hmm. Walked to everything and that mm-hmm. was super cool too. Totally different experience, but loved it equally. Um,
0: okay, so then when he uh, left the Phillies and, and as your kids were in – went to different teams and as your kids he retired with Baltimore is that right am I remembering did, that right? 2012 okay. yep. yeah um once that was it was the end of the career um his career wh- when was there a point where you something sparked in you that you were going to go back to something of, of your own
1: yeah, it, it took a little bit, because I think as soon as, you know, when he retired, I think we both kind of looked at each other, and were like, well, now what, <laughs> you yeah, know, we, really. we were early 40s, it was yeah. like, okay, um, now what are we going to do, and I always thought I would write, I always thought I was going to write a children's book, which is hilarious, mm. because my books are anything but mm. children's books, um, I say they're what you should read if you want to go try to make a child, uh, that, that would work <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so, you know contemporary romance, but no, yeah. I, you know my mom. My mom passed away in October of 2014, so I guess that was mm-hmm. um, a couple of years later. And right around the time she was um, in her final months, she and I had a lot of really deep conversations. And she, I remember, she said something to me that was so profound. She said, "Make sure whatever you're going to do, that you get it into place soon. Get it into place, you know, now, because you want to have." own identity firmly established so Mm -hmm. that when your kids graduate and and move away and they don't need you as much anymore you're not lost that you have an anchor of your own and i thought wow i mean because i know that she experienced that a little Mm -hmm. bit when i moved away i think she was sort of felt rudderless so that was such good advice so when she passed Um, The following spring is when I um, started writing and kind of blogging a little bit, and then it was about a year later when I sat down. Actually, New Year's Day, I opened up my computer and said, I'm doing this. And like six weeks later, I had written Walland which was my first book. So
0: coming up in
1: Fast and Furious.
0: Gotcha. I um, have this, all these books, I have them in a list that I want to, and I want to read them. I just haven't gotten to them yet. I'm lucky if I get a read, I used to read a book a week and I'm just, I'm good. Like if I do a book a month, at this point you
1: have little kids that's really <laughs> tough to get a lot of reading in you, when you have when you have a little it's yeah tough. when so, you, ha- you
0: have yeah but I'm happy yeah, to send them yeah.
1: to you let me if you we'll talk when we're done and I'll get your address and send oh. you them then they'll be there and when you're ready you're ready
0: oh that'd be wonderful thank you so much sure. um how yeah. did you how did you know that was the genre for you when once you once that you started to come into that
1: well, I was experiencing just such deep grief losing my mom yeah. um, that I knew I needed to pull myself sort of up by my bootstraps and pull myself out of the funk and I knew I wanted to just write something beautiful and yeah. dreamy and yeah. and I set it at um one of my favorite places in the world which is a place called Blackberry Farm in in Walland, Tennessee, which uh, is why I call it Walland. Yeah. Um and it's a love letter to that place as Mm -hmm. much as it is a love story between the two people that are in the book. And so, yeah, I just kind of naturally fell into it. And then I finished that book and my friends were, who were my sort of proofreaders, kind of early beta readers. Mm -hmm. They were like, I was going to write something completely different. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, no, 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 we need to know what happens to this character and that you have to write a sequel to this. And I was like, well, I hadn't even, (laughs) never even thought of that. And then I ended up writing Mm -hmm. a second and third book in what I call that's, it's the Creek series um and that's so that's a a fully finished series now and I've moved on to other things but I never expected it to be a series and and it is it's all just contemporary romance um and it's just light and fun and it's intended to sweep you away (laughs) which sometimes we need especially now
0: Gotcha. I, yeah, I love that. And I find myself wanting to read Escapism right now. I I read something that was a little too, I won't mention it, but I read something that was just a little too intense and dark and I had to put it down. I said, no, this is not, um, the time for that. Um, so it's like,
1: I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan, but boy, right now they're doing (sighs) all this COVID stuff and it's like, yeah, Yeah, it's tough
0: to watch. Right. And so sometimes when the kids' shows are on that she's watching, I'm like, oh, this is great. Right. (laughs) It's so nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah, escape with Franklin for a few minutes, right? Yeah, really, really. Uh, So last thing, um, when the Hall of Fame was, what was your response, your reaction, your, how did you feel the day of, the call when when you knew, okay, here, he's going to find out if, he, if he's being inducted?
1: Oh, gosh. I think both of us felt like we were kind of coming out of our skin all day. It was the <laughs> longest day <laughs> yeah. to get to 4 o'clock. You know, we knew that yeah. anytime after 4, we could get the call. And yeah. Jim was really conflicted. He didn't want a bunch of people here at the house. He was really – he's so superstitious. He's like, <laughs> let's just go to breakfast, just you and me. You know, kids are in school. We'll go to breakfast. We'll – you know, not talk about it, we didn't, we didn't talk about it at all, we just oh. kind of went about our day, and, um, and then we did have, and he was really unsure about this, but he let one camera person, and um, one person from the Indians, and one, and Chuck Garfine came, and, and, were at our house and they uh-huh. were. We just said we're not going to talk about it. If it happens, great. But um, so they were. They did set up because they wanted to get that moment, obviously, for sure uh, yeah. for the network. And when the you know for like 18 or four twenty or something, the phone rings, and it was just to see New York. New York was like, oh my god, I, I can Like I can cry. I, my eyes are watering right now. I can't even. I still can't believe it. Yeah. And, and just to see, there was a visible relaxing of Jim's shoulders oh, and I just I don't think he believed it until he heard the words he just didn't think it, he was gonna get the call
0: did you feel like he'd been overlooked in in any way throughout his career did you ever feel like I always feel like he wasn't the like people want a flashy player and to me he was right. never quite like that did you feel like he got overlooked sometimes
1: he's sort of just that hard-working man you yeah. know like he got where he got he made it into the hall of Fame. With grit, yeah, and hard work, and right. by being the first one at the ballpark and the last one to leave, right. And it wasn't. I mean, yes, obviously talent, and he's still. I mean, he could beat you at any sport you you try ping pong, skiing, whatever. <laughs> if he's never done it, he'd still beat you. He's so competitive and he's so athletic still at fifty years old. But he, so he, he was a bit of a quieter mm-hmm. presence. You know, he had his couple big years, but it was Steady Eddie, and so yeah. I think maybe that's why he thought, maybe he thought, boy, maybe I wasn't loud enough.
0: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think huh. his
1: numbers spoke for themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what are your plans right now? What What are you looking at? What are you focusing on?
1: Well, besides um, teaching, which I'm really not having to, fortunately, my kids have both go to wonderful schools. My son's teachers are, he's fully remote, they're doing an amazing job with him. And so I don't have to do too much. And then uh, our daughter's getting ready to graduate. So we're focused on that. (laughs) I have one, uh, two manuscripts finished. One is completely finished and we just are starting to shop it to publishers. My agent is. And then the other manuscript I'm getting back from my editor for the final look on the 17th of this month. So, you know, keep it on, keep it on there. And Jim yeah. is finally about ready to go back next month to the network where he can actually go back into Secaucus and, you know, gotcha. after some quarantining and whatever, he'll get to be back in studio. So, right, right. you know, life goes on. We're trying.
0: Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed this so much and, um, I, I didn't want to get emotional when I talked to you, but you're, you know, when you guys were here, it was such a, um, it actually was one of the things that. Oh, I'm, I don't want to get teary. I um, love it. No. Don't I, uh, it was, it was really one of the things I lost my grandfather. Uh, right when I found out that, um, I was pregnant literally the week that I found out oh. he died and our, our connection, our big connection was baseball because we often argued about a lot of other things. So yeah. it was, it was, you know, it was so great too that we had baseball all the time and, what really brought me back to, um, from when I was a kid and then got older and, and sort of maybe wasn't paying as much attention to, um, the Phillies, but was just pursuing my own, um, career, my own life. And what brought me back really, I got so excited when Jim Tomey signed and I said, oh. did I say it right? Jim Tomey? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I saw you, uh, and, uh, on the broadcasts and things. And I just remember looking at you thinking, oh, my God, she's beautiful. And, and uh, you were just so excited all the time. And and he made Philadelphia exciting as a baseball fan. And so, uh,
1: Well, that is just sorry. so kind of you to say. <laughs> I, uh, we, I wish I'd known you then. We could have just been friends. And oh, think of, yeah. Think of all these years we've been a <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: been great. <laughs> oh, well, um, we'll start now absolutely my my grandfather just loved him so uh i'm gonna oh
1: boy i, got, I love it you I know what he's really on hard. your shoulder tonight so take advantage of that
0: thank you <laughs> yeah um wow. so i'm so grateful that we finally talked and um i'm gonna end it <laughs>
1: wonderful thank you so much and uh, i hope i cross paths with you one of these days soon
0: i hope so too and um let's keep in touch
1: thanks jessica okay
0: thank you andrea told me Take everyone care. thank you bye-bye, bye-bye.
1: uh
0: okay <laughs> well um that was really interesting and, and special and uh and quite different um yeah did not expect to get emotional and uh and i let it be you know and um Talking about baseball and family and especially during these times, I think it just got me. And uh, so I thank Andrea for such a a great conversation and uh, being so open um, and, and, you know, I allowed myself to do that as well. Uh, That was it for um, the remainder of 2020. Uh, I will be back with new episodes after the new year, and um, I have a lot of plans, a lot of ideas, some guests already uh, on the, uh, the docket, <laughs> and we'll see, uh, you know, of course, scheduling and planning how that goes. Um, I debuted this in 2020 um, when we weren't even sure baseball season was going to begin, I just like when I started the blog, when I started my writing career in baseball, I had absolutely no idea where it was heading, what I was really doing, something just drove me um, at that time. And while I I'm driven at this and and to be good at this and to um, find new ways of of improving, it's different. I'm more relaxed. Uh, I'm more aware of how to be a good student and to sort of be patient with myself and and really be open to um, to whatever uh, got that I don't know what happened really be open to whatever uh, you know I'm losing it here and to really be Uh, open and 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 not worry about what people think and just do what I believe in and and um, really do the work and and really put the work in and and also just uh to trust my voice and I've learned to do that in the last few years and it is so important so if you're out there and you're starting any sort of new creative project whether it's in baseball you know specifically sports media if you want to get into that you have to trust your voice but you also need to be a great listener always be a student you know i'm I'm gonna keep learning uh, how to do this and and I love to hear from you I love to hear your suggestions your questions challenge me you know say what you think um, the show needs more of or what you'd like to see more of you know I you know, being um, a platform and a a, a voice for um, you know advocating for underrepresented voices uh, is incredibly important to me as it always has been, and uh, and so I, I I need you to just keep on talking to me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Heels in the Field. You can DM me. You can email me at Heels in the Field eleven at gmail.com and you can become a subscriber too uh on patreon uh get the newsletter the uh, elevated view of baseball newsletter uh the five minute podcast which is just for subscribers um merchandise that is exclusive to you guys and uh lots of other extras and and um, early uh early looks, you know, early um, previews and all that kind of stuff. I really am putting so much into it. And then there's the blog, my baby, (laughs) since 2008. I'm doing less there right now, but um, it's still happening. I'm still putting work uh, up there. And um, certainly the archive, you can read all the things I've done through the years. So we're going forward into 2021 with this, and I'm excited. I'm hopeful. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to just get into a rhythm with it. Uh, I want to thank Devin Howard, uh, the artist who has worked with me through all the designs uh, for this project. Thank you so much to her, and um, her work is fantastic. Um Thank you to all subscribers, supporters, followers, readers, and listeners. Uh, you have all, um, just knowing that you support my work and that you support the work of women in baseball, uh, black women, trans women, uh, you know, all communities of color. Keep um, keep doing that. Uh, um, writers who are uh, differently abled, you... We need those voices on stories that are, uh, <laughs> truck going by, stories that are, um, related to issues that have to do with women and trans women and, uh, the trans community and, and, um, LGBTQ overall or, or uh, black players, you need more black writers who are writing about black experience in baseball. Um, But beyond that, just having a more uh, transformative, uh, open, vibrant, um, diverse community of baseball writers and artists and voices, bloggers, uh, people just creating, you know, creatives uh, in the front office, everywhere, you know. Uh, We certainly are not stopping at Kim Ang uh, with uh, front office power. We want to see more diverse action we want to see more women more uh you know more black managers more black baseball managers you know let's go let's hire more people in the sports department and on your staff whatever you're doing make diversity a priority heading into 2021 you know it's not a a a cutesy thing it's not a thing you talk about just do it it is important and there, there's no excuse. None. So um, I am going to continue to do that work. And I am with you all out there. Uh, I'm looking ahead. I'm looking forward. And I, again, I am hopeful. And uh, I'm so grateful uh, to all of you for being with me. And um, the Etsy store will go up uh, sometime this week. So look for new merchandise from Heels in the Field that, uh, I hope you really like and rep, rep the, the brand, if you will, and rep the attitude, the belief that, um, as a baseball fan, as a baseball writer, um, your voice is as important as anyone's and, uh, your contribution matters, you know, speak up, speak out, um, you know, uh, we're all, you know, we're all savvy these days, and uh, we can all learn from each other and exchange ideas and, and keep creating a, a broader, bigger, uh, you know, just a more creative uh, space for, Um, all kinds of writers and writing and and ideas so let's do it and I thank you and and um and so happy holidays happy new year I'll see you in 2021 thank you Hi, baseball fans, welcome to a new episode of Heels in the Field, baseball talk with me, Jessica Carolli. Uh, this is a special one and it's something I've, uh, I have really hoped, it was my Christmas wish list guest. <laughs> it was just one person I wanted to talk to on the pre-Christmas uh, episode. Uh, the last one that I'll do before the new year, it's a two-parter. And uh, let's get to it. Um, Andrea Passione was a sports and news reporter.